2: Time now for EEI Late Night with KJ. We've thought for years uh, that Derek was a really good fit with our best players. Um, He is an excellent defender. Um, He can... He just makes the right play on offense over and over and over um he's a guy that only cares about winning um that will do all of the little things as you can see in some of his you know stats defensively with regard to willingness willingness to put his body on the line activity shot challenges all of those things and on offense just by making simple plays and doesn't need to do anything be on the highlights to really, really
0: impact winning.
1: What? The Celtics have won seven in a row? Their magic is pulling you in? It's late for KK here on WEEI or 93.7 in Boston and across New England. Thank you so much for spending your Friday night with us. Wow. How genius is Brad Stevens looking right now with the acquisition of Derek White? The Celtics beat the Nuggets 108-102, have won seven in a row. And here's what I'm going to say about Derek White, and then I'll get to your calls at 617-779-7937. If there was someone that the Celtics needed to go get, it was the guy who was like the one that cleans up the bodies in these mob movies, right? So if you look at what Brown and Tatum did from three-point, they were a combined one for 14. But Derek White White, he just needs to go three for seven. And what do you know? You win by six. He cleans up the sins. He's a great disinfectant. Shot 50% from the field. I mean, this is exactly what you need is, hey, if Tatum and Brown are going to do the J&J thing, <laughs> you need a Pfizer or, or, or a Moderna to back you up as well. Let's go to Paul in Westfield on uh, the W E I hotline. Thank you so much for calling, Paul.
0: Go ahead. Well, finally, KJ, sports Pro Paul Christ and the emergence of the new and improved, seven in a row, Boston Celtics. Uh, KJ, you hit them now on the head. Uh, Bringing White in is awesome. Last time we spoke, I threw this team headfirst under the bus, saying what you and everyone else (laughs) said. You weren't the only one. (laughs) Yes, sir. And then they came back and started whooping some ass. And this is the best part. I wasn't aware of this. Your producer informed me the five players now with White, the four White, They were playing together the most of uh, the starting five. And when they were all playing together as a team, it looks like the Harlem Globetrotters, the way they spread the floor, let everyone touch the ball, do the -the behind-the-back pass, and then dish it off to the Time Lord coming in to crash the boards and dunk it. Watching uh, Time Lord Williams play defense, and Williams, and Williams, um, uh, the other one, blocking the shots. It's just nice to see, uh, yes, sir, the general, It's nice to see this team, and to be honest with you, uh, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but the way they're emerging, playing team ball, crashing the boards, playing defense, this is precisely, exactly, and entirely what we've been waiting for because when they play like that, they look like they could kick the crap out of just about anyone. It gives us hope that we could actually get to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Paul, thanks so much for the call. He's exactly right. One of the things I said was like, hey, maybe moving forward, instead of Time Lord just taking five shots a game, what does it look like if he takes 10 shots? He was seven for nine, seven for 12 tonight. Double, double. So when you have someone doing all the Yellman's work on the defensive end, the hustle plays, the blocks, the rebounds, give them a ball a little bit more. Now you have someone else in there who can make sure, you know, like if the bleeding starts to get a little ugly, someone can clean up the mess. Thank you tonight, Derek White. And so even when the trade deadline came, now here's what's kind of ironic. And, Matt, uh, how are you doing tonight? Thank you so much for working here with me on Late Night. I, I always appreciate you when you're here, bro.
3: Oh, I'm doing great, KJ. I love coming I mean, in for the show.
1: You're a young guy on a Friday night. You're here at work. That's dedication. You
3: know, I told big man uh, uh, Ken Laird, our new boss, boss, uh, recently, I said, anytime You, know, you can. Ken put-
1: is not a bad name for a person who's the boss because that's mm-hmm. my name. Is.
3: <laughs> I told sense. him, I said, anytime I, you can get me on KJ's show, I'm, I'm around.
1: Well, thank you. It just I'll give you a couple more names to tell that to as well. <laughs> uh, one of them's name is David, and I'm totally kidding. But seriously, what this Celtics team did in the month of January is say, you know what? We see things that were supposed to be on top of the uh, of the conference, the the Nets, and they're just continue to free fall, and all that drama that's going on. And then if you look at Philadelphia, you say, you know what? As much as Embiid is doing, it, we'll get to some of those other trades here in the next uh, next spot here on Weei. Embiid may break down. That's a real thing. So if you have energy, and, and 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 limit the mistakes. Again, if this team can limit its mistakes, and when the mistakes do show up again, because, I mean, if Tatum's going one for eight from three, and and Jalen Brown oh for six from three, think about it. The Celtics shot twenty seven percent for three tonight, and that's that's like an almost a normal night. But tonight felt different because. The sins were literally, like, covered by Derek White. Now, I don't want to make this guy seem like he's John the Baptist or, you know, John the Baptist's cousin after one night, you know, but at at the same time, there's somebody who can come in who can be uh, very mindful of the situation in front of them, how to correct it without getting in the way of others. 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Still to come in scared money, don't make money money scared I'm so nervous to say this. I have a prop two prop bets, right? Two parlays. Matt, one will pay you over twenty million dollars and the other one over eighty million dollars. It's not gonna pay me anything well, I mean, and look. And usually, my bets call for a thousand dollar bets. These only call for a hundred dollar bets.
3: Still out of my price range, KJ. <laughs>
1: well, but you know, if someone wants to go to AC, hit hit the card. Go to AC tomorrow and get that bet in because there's a couple of them. You got to be precise, but that's at ten forty five. A potential chance to win over a hundred million dollars It's absolutely sick. So when the Celtics started putting people out to pasture, I was like, yes. There's a lot of dead weight. The Celtics were one of the few teams that had like seven or eight drafted players on its team. You did not see the productivity, and some of them just had to start going out of the window, and rightfully so, right? So here's who I thought was going out the door before the trade deadline. I thought Schroeder would be gone and his freedom. I thought Lankford and Bruno Fernando, they would be one of the two people that got cut. Uh, I thought Al Hartford would go... And that didn't happen, but I also understand Josh Richardson getting moved, even though I didn't see that. Now, I was right about Sabonis getting traded, Jeremy Lamb, Montrezl Harrell, and I was like, oh, why, why? When you see on the ticker that Montrezl Harrell pretty much goes for Ish Smith and a stick of gum to Charlotte, you're like, oh, just think of that. Just think of the minutes he could give behind Time Lord, that energy and some scoring. Uh, but, you know, you can't get everything, and you just have to be with, happy with tonight. So how is this team built? Seven spot maybe. Maybe this is the team that eh, maybe a play-in game. You just don't know where things shake out. Is Cleveland for real? We'll get into that here shortly. But there is one person I am going to get into, and that's Ennis Freedom. And for those who've been following at this time of night, mostly on Fridays, starting next week, it'll be like Mondays and Tuesdays. So just kind of giving you that heads up. I was probably the first person in the country to call Ennis on his bull about this hypocrisy about how he hates Nike and Jordan and LeBron and all of them where I pointed out that every sneaker going into this season and his Canter wore was a Nike shoe. I even broke down what kind of shoe it was, even the ones he wore in, for Portland uh, down in the bubble. Like, I could name every single shoe he wore up into that. Then. then he changed his name to Freedom, and then it seemed like he was on television more than he was contributing to a bench that was depleted, like, okay, Ennis, if the one thing you could do is score, he wasn't even getting in there and scoring, and everybody knew he couldn't defend. And then you started having people who were kind of, I don't know, kind of signing on to his BS, right? Like, like, look, this guy is literally looking for his next job. If, Matt, you were here when we did the New Year's Eve resolutions when I was drunk, and you remember how after I said to Bill Belichick, I love Nike, but Ennis doesn't? And I ended up talking to Ennis next. Do you remember that?
3: Oh, I have fever dreams about that oh, segment. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad they're fever dreams
1: only. And then, and at that time, I said that all Ennis was really doing at this point in Boston was setting himself up for a job as an analyst on Waltham Public Access. That's what just I just thought that's what he was going for because I wasn't seeing any basketball coming from him. So uh, around mid-December, I produced this song, and I want to play it for Ennis Cantor as a way of saying... In American English, how can I say it? Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Hit it, Matt. Take him out.
4: And this really sucks.
1: What's the point of a three-minute
4: man? Take him out. And this really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man? Take him out. And this really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man? take him out and this really sucks what's the point of a three-minute man now and it's changed his name from cancer to freedom go to td gardener you barely
1: see him take grandma back her slippers because she probably needs them and couldn't start at the high school and need them talk to smack like everything's fine went to ma for some playing time. Still ride the pine you got leaks in your d call her plumber one times three boy that's your number take him out and this really sucks What's the point
4: of a three-minute man? Take him out. And this really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man? Take him out? And this really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man? Take him out. And this really sucks. What's the point
1: of a three-minute man? Hey, buddy, how you doing, man? Caesar's struggling this year, huh? Oh, I could care less. I hate the NBA, but I hate LeBron even more. And I love what Ennis says on my TV programs. I watch him every night. I'm here for Ennis. Well, look, Ennis is about to get in the game. Uh, well, Ennis is leaving the game. Take him out. Ennis really sucks. What's
4: the point of a three-minute man? Take him out. Ennis really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man? Take him out. Ennis really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man? Take him out. And this really sucks. What's the point of a three-minute man?
1: Yes, thank you, Brad. Thank you, M.A., for holding your water, for getting that trash out of Boston. And what's funny, sending him to Houston with all that freedom? Well, buddy, your type of freedom around here isn't exactly celebrated, so we're cutting you from the Rockets. Oh, my gosh. Matt, did I tell you I was watching a Celtics game, and... Sometimes we watch these games on NBA League Pass. Sometimes I like to watch it that way because you get to see the in-arena stuff. You ever notice that?
3: Yeah, during the breaks, they'll show right. you like the uh, right. the people the in this crowd AM and, and every,
1: right everything. So this one game, I, I cannot recall, but it was around this time, right before he had changed his name, but he was doing all this press junket junk. He was on the phone as the team was coming out of the out, 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 out of the out of the run out out, out of the uh, out of the locker room. Yeah. He's on his phone walking out. I'm like, dude, you're not contributing to this team. Even a high school coach would tell you, if I don't put you in the game, at least show your ass to be worthy in the in the layup line. It wasn't – this is why it, it's like this. And I said this when I first played that cut and when I was letting Ennis have it about his comments about Jordan not doing stuff for the black community and so. It's like, come on, Ennis, bro, you were taking money to try and go to college and try and, you know, and still be a professional back in turn. Like, look, this was my whole thing. Other players are being told to shut up and dribble. But what happens when you don't dribble and you don't shut the hell up? I'm so glad Ennis is gone. Please, never again.
3: It's time to trend.
0: Gresham Keith, weekdays 10 to
2: 2. Now here's what's trending on Weei.
3: Trending now on weei and WEI.com. This is my favorite part of doing the show with you, KJ. We always get to trending right after a Celtics game. And this is the first time I've been in with you, and it hasn't been a collapse in the fourth quarter.
1: That's true. This is a clap versus a collapse. Extremely
3: right? exciting that we get to <laughs> report on this. The Celtics hosted reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets tonight at the TD Garden got their seventh win in a row. Newly acquired Derek White entered to a standing ovation in the first quarter Almost immediately, within that first quarter, put up eight points. He assisted on a Jalen Brown and a Jason Tatum bucket, almost a lob to Jalen. It was beautiful. Well,
1: eight points more than Ennis all
3: season. Eight, oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah. It, at least. And you won't see him on CNN tonight complaining about all this stuff either. So he ended up with 15 points, six rebounds. Those two assists went three for seven from deep, only two turnovers. He was the highest positive on the plus-minus side on the team tonight. So that's, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about the impact of him in his first game. The team led by Jason Tatum, 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. Marcus Smart also added 22. And that reigning MVP, Nicole Jokic, wow, 23 points, 16 rebounds, 11 assists. But the Celtics got the dub, so they'll be moving on, looking for their 8th straight win next. And the Celtics also have announced that they're planning to sign Sam Hauser and Luke Cornett to deals for the rest of the season. They still have multiple roster spots open, names like Isaiah Thomas, Derek Favors, Taco Fall. A few others have been mentioned as possible fits for them in the buyout market. Last night, the Bruins at the TD Garden, torched by Carolina once again, 6 nothing this time. But guess what, KJ? You can't blame Tuca for
1: this one. Uh, Bruins well, are on. All- uh, yeah, I'll get into that here next hour. Yeah, oh, I'm God. sure you
3: will.
1: I, I, I mean, you know what's bad about it is it's like if this was like a 6 nothing loss to Hartford still and had previously lost to Hartford 7-1, this would be like worth fighting somewhere in the middle of Massachusetts just
3: for bragging rights to the area, but because it's Carolina, It's kind of like oh god. Yeah. Well, the Bruins are on the road tomorrow afternoon visiting the Ottawa Senators. Puck drop at twelve thirty. They'll try to get back at it. Still no Brad Marchand. Not too not too sure about Patrice Bergeron, so they'll still be playing shorthanded for a little while. And breaking Super Bowl news tonight: Rams tight end Tyler Higby is out for the game on Sunday with a knee injury, so another offensive weapon down on that Rams offense. Join Gresh, Keith, Andy Hart, and Wiggy for NFL Sunday from 10 to 2 to get you set for Bengals-Rams Sunday morning. I'm Matt Durant, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. More of WEI Late Night with KJ coming up next.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. So when the Sixers send draft picks to Brooklyn. Kevin Durant couldn't give a rip about draft picks. Those don't do him any good. And Seth Curry's a nice player, but he's not as good as James Harden. And Ben Simmons, you know, he's got to get himself right above the shoulders. He's, he's got, you know, some therapist stuff he's got to deal with. I don't know much about it, but He's not right. Ramona Shelburne saying, like, he's in a work in progress there. So I'm Kevin Durant. I'm looking at this thing saying, draft picks don't help me. Ben Simmons, I don't know where he's at. And Kyrie's not available. I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. I want out of here. Like, get me the hell out of here. I, there's no way I like this. But I think Brooklyn was trapped. And so because nobody wants to trade for Kyrie Irving because he's not available.
1: Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ Live on 93.7 in Boston and across New England. Thank you so much for hanging out. That's Colin Cowherd talking about the mess. That's the Nets. And I, and it's also the 76ers. And this is why with the Sixers, I mean, with the Celtics winning uh, uh, their sixth in a row tonight. It's very key. Because if they're sitting in the seven, possibly the sixth spot, they could play one of these one, two, three teams. And one of those three... Uh, Either the Nets are going to make their run to get back up. I don't think they'll make it to first. Or the Sixers will be able to chug a lug enough to get to that third spot. I don't see anyone getting ahead of Miami. I'll get to that shortly. But the Nets and the Sixers are two similar stories that occurred that I'm familiar with in my life and I'll share so that way it will give the great example of how just dysfunctional both of these places are. Despite the hardened for, for for Simmons trade seeming to excite the entire world, it's really trading problems for problems. So I can admit this now. I've been married more than a dozen years. Some some of these stories can be redacted. When a guy lives in Atlanta, any single he can date at least four people. It's the size. It's like a clock. So like here, imagine if you had like a, 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 someone you were dating in Easton. Uh, you were dating someone in Framingham, uh, you were dating someone in Medford, and you were dating someone in Southie. Now, you, of course, you know if you were dating someone in Southie and they found out about the other ones, you'd be dead over at Southie. But that gives the kind of the context of picture, and you could get away with it. So at the time, I was dating two females at the same time, and I thought it would be very bold to let them both know that there was a 1 and a 1A. Kind of like Simmons saying, I'm not going to play for the Sixers. And James Harden suddenly having a hamstring situation right before the trade deadline, it was kind of like out there like that. So I was so so enamored with with person number one. Oh, she could call me up at two in the morning and I'll come take her to go get something to eat. I was just I was just enthralled. I knew we could win it all. She was the Nets, the big three. But then. There was this other one kind of like hanging out. And I told them, and they said, you know, look, as long as you're honest with me, I can work with you. So I was honest with her. Things didn't work out with the James Harden in this story, if you will. And so I had to tell kind of the Ben Simmons that, hey, look, <laughs> you're on deck now. It's your time to shine. And what did they say to me? She says, I don't ever want to be anyone's number two. Ever again. And that's what Ben Simmons is right now. A walking number two. <laughs> Let's just be honest. He's If he suddenly gets into a game this weekend, because James Harden has already announced that, hey, he won't get into the games this weekend with the 76ers. But if Ben Simmons is available right away for, I don't know, a team that's lost 10 straight, and your superstar is out with an injury still in Kevin Durant, and and Kyrie Irving, I that, I'm just gonna I would go to like HR or payroll and say like how do we so does this guy fill out a timesheet because he he's I was watching my TV last night he 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 wasn't at work. It's part time. So if Ben Simmons suddenly runs up and down the court and suddenly seems healed, he's kind of like. My ex who said, I'll never be someone's number two again, even though everybody's been watching you sit in the background, do nothing. Problems exchanged for problems. And I'll be honest with you, it's just kind of where the NBA is now. You hear old heads, and I understand them a little bit, but I, I, I'm I, not a fan of the get off of my lawn. I always try to see where's the growth in things. But this thing that goes on now, the AAUization of all these players, it's just really weird. You know, some remember at a time you actually had to be good to be on an AAU team. Now you just have to be able to like write checks consistently. You can pick your coach, you can fire the coach. I mean, I don't know if you heard about this, Matt. There's a high school team, I think, in Idaho, that is that wants their head coach to resign. The team is like seven and twelve. He's not bullying them or anything. They're just saying that. He's not effective at calling X's and O's, and they've pretty much done a walkout on their head coach
3: in high school. I mean, good for them, but what do they know about calling plays?
1: Well, here's the thing. What they'll find out is there's always a JV squad waiting to take your place. And so that's never – I don't think that's ever really been echoed to today's player. That today's player says, okay, if I'm the best in America – Who's really going to come and replace me? That's why I think players like Luka Doncic scare some of these AAU NBA players. These guys are going to get the press. They've got an international audience. It's going to be a uh, what you saw in the '80s with the Bird versus Magic, which was kind of like an, an a, a intercontinental thing. Well, this is going to be like an international hatred. Like, why he get to play his games in London? They got people. That, they got uh, they got some of us in Brixton. <laughs> In the Brixton section of London? Why can't I have London? Why can't I get it? Feelings are getting more are, are more important now. Clearly with these players, more than ever. Feelings are more important than results. You've probably seen the video by now, for those of you who are really, really sports heads, and those who are not sports heads, is just check it in. Thank you so much for listening. Where they're doing the draft for the NBA rosters and Rudy Gobert is the last one, and James Harden is also the last pick. So LeBron's got to either pick Rudy Gobert or James Harden, or Kevin Durant has to pick James Harden or Rudy Gobert as their last pick. It, it was kind of petty, petty, and that's where these guys are. And and I don't I don't really have that sympathy because if if a team like the Celtics could say, you know what. If we get it together, this is why the Suns may run away with it this year. It may be the Suns and Milwaukee in the finals again. I don't know if you had a chance to stay up late to watch that Suns game last night, but Naismith got up out of his grave and applauded that. There are GMs going around the league saying, now that's how you get a guy who's over 35 and pay him over $45 a year and get your money in return in Chris Paul. Boy, when they start writing the annals of the history of this game, especially the way contracts are and, and you look at John Wall in Houston 45 million to sit talk about another brick
3: in the wall it's more like another brick to John Wall just to be a brick in the wall KJ when did have... it become popular to trade for those contracts well here's what i like i
1: saw i saw a stat about the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder where they're so far under the cap under the under the base right like let's say your base is 50 million Right, you have to spend at least fifty million, but you're only spending twenty million. Well, if you don't spend that other twenty million to get yourself up to fifty, you have to distribute that money to the players currently on the team. That's the type of socialism you'd like to see in the NBA. Hey, we've only won ten games, but I got another three million coming. So that's why you didn't see like a Kemba Walker get floated through there, or uh, or even Al Horford floated back. Think about that. You could have floated Al Horford back to 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 the Thunder, and the Thunder would have only been like a couple of dollars over the cap, over their base, over their base, not over the cap, over their base. And maybe like, maybe
3: not even with these trade exceptions that are included in every single trade now.
1: Yeah, so it,
3: there was a part of me that said, "Look, go get Demontis Sabonis,
1: Brad Stevens, put him next to Time Lord. Now you got two guys that can rebound." You have a guy who's already an effective scorer on the inside in Sabonis. Williams could feed off because he's a, he's a great collector of junk, right? He's like Fred Sanford. Like, he go get a rebound, put it straight back in. Run him off of a pick and roll, throw it up to the lob, boom, throw it down. You, you, we're not talking about a guy who needs to, you know, ISO, ISO, ISO Joe from 18 out. Collect a lot of junk, end up with 12 points, 15 rebounds, and then Sabonis could be the one that's getting 20 points. But it didn't happen. I, I, I got to give Indiana credits. How did, how they got Tyrese Halliburton, I, I'm flabbergasted. But I, I believe Brad was probably on the phone with Indiana saying, look, we'll, we'll send Horford back your way. He's got an interesting contract where the Sixers make it to the finals uh, uh, this year or next. Uh, his money gets guaranteed. And so that's why it's like, it, it, but again, all the Celtics have to do is put them in a smart situation with a lot of emotional creatures playing for these super teams. Look what's going on with the Lakers. Like, Russell West- Westbrook can't convince himself to just take shots from underneath the basket. Like, bro, just go to the rim. Why you Just go over there. Emotions. Emotional. Oh. Now, I'll be honest. I, I've been told I've been emotional. My, my, I'll share this. My nickname when I was a kid was Crying Willie. <laughs> and the reason was because if something didn't go my way, I'd just start crying. Like, what is wrong with you, emotional freak? What? <laughs> Stop that crying. That's what just happened with Philadelphia and the Nets. A couple of Crying Willies who wanted out. And one, one of the Crying Willies may have cried their way, like literally out of something that we should take seriously, which is kind of like maybe depression or maybe some type of challenges, I hate to use the M-word, but I will hear shortly, uh, that, okay, but if it's basketball, then you're going to just play tomorrow? Or did you take into account, like, hey, on March 10th, guess who the Nets play? Philadelphia, at Philadelphia. It's almost kind of like the person who comes into to work late, but they've got breakfast in their hand, talking about, hey, I try to get here as quick as I can. No, you didn't. There's no dunks in your house. You can't, you can't be late for work with coming in with food in your hand. And that might be Ben Simmons come March 9th. You know, some kids will tell you, hey, the greatest rapper live died on March 9th. Ben Simmons may have the greatest sick note ready on March 9th to not play on March 10th. And so this year, more than ever, more than ever, it seemed like, oh, just so many people were saying, well, this is what was going to happen in a trade, and this was going to happen over here, and And let's just be honest, a lot of it was just to get clickbait on some site in a basement that used to be reserved for kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. So, here on Late Night WEEI, IKJ present Clickbaiting. Hit it, Matt! Man, all this NBA trade deadline speculation was absolutely crazy. Some of the deals put together, oh, it used to be a time where AP reported and it actually was true. But now it's out of hand. You used to wait for teams to say so. Way before this clickbaiting. Wait for teams to say so. Sources in your head creating. All of them are clown chasing. Dame for smart, yo, that's not a thing. Or the C's trade for James Harding. What the f- was Greg Hill in ever since you got a twitter you think that Westbrook could go for two ben simmons and his mental flu twitter gms with no check that's blue ever since you got a twitter you 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 do you see some of the trades you want to make a guy that makes two million dollars for a guy that makes 40 million who told you that man Oh, Twitter. You used to wait for teams to say so. Wait before this click baiting. Wait for teams to say so. Sources in your head creating. Ever since you got a Twitter. Salute Drake. You're on late night. You like that, Matt? I love that one. The diversity. The diversity. Who gives you Steely Dan Drake the Clash? Bruce Springsteen parodies all, all by one man. Oh, yeah, Volcoma, the the Tweedo the Puente one? Pssh. Look, you, you cannot find this in your local star market. I'm sorry. But this is where we are in the NBA where you got all this clickbaiting happening, all this talk happening, and what does it do? It turns a lot of these players into emotional creatures. They read all this stuff. Like the song said, you used to wait for a team to tell you that they were trading somebody. I mean, you just have people going on and on and on and on. Someone even tried to come to Woj and say, hey, you need to give me credit. It's like, bro, you need to talk to Twitter Blue before. And I I know this might touch a third rail with something. You need to talk to Twitter Blue before I even give any credit to you. I know that's a bit of Twitter snobbery right there, like, you know, <laughs> Do they have a blue check mark? No. Cast them to the lions. But you know, that's what happens when everybody is able to get a phone and sign up for a free account. It's ridiculous. All right, still to come here on late night. 617-779-7937. We'll go through some of your text. Plus, scared money don't make none. This is a couple of parlay five legs. And I got some appetizers for you. Matt, you said that. The, the $100 bet was too rich for your blood. I got some little I got some little nibblers. I got some nibblers up there you can jump on. So the, I I I didn't forget you for, for you on Super Bowl Sunday, but there's a couple that will get you no less than 20 million. That's that's coming in about 10 minutes here on WEI. All right, so now with a new reconstructed NBA with the NBA trade deadline Let's do NBA crypto. Bang, zoo. It's Gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank
4: you, Lewis. Bang, zoo. It's Gonna be in the moon. One dollar.
0: Thank you, Lewis. One dollar. Gonna be in the moon. You're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. Oh! <laughs> Turn those machines back on. Turn
1: those machines back on. So I'm only going to handle the Eastern Conference because this is where the most happened. So at the top of the Eastern Conference is the Heat. They've won four in a row. They actually made no moves at the trade deadline because they're all set. I believe that this is going to be the number one seed when the playoffs start just because they have straight forward thinking management from the top that's consistent and they're not in their feelings. At number two, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, this is going to be the story of stories because either they're going to have the greatest fall and still celebrate it, or this team is super legit. By going to get Karis Levert, who ironically, in the smallest of small words, who's tied to Eddie Levert, and the Leverts are from Cleveland, from the OJs, so it's almost kind of like a homecoming in a way, that team looks dangerous. It's really the, the stable version of the Brooklyn Nets are in Cleveland. I'm buying them right now to be this high. At two, the Bulls are slipping there at three, and understandably they've won one, so they've started to turn things around. They're, they're six and four out of their last ten. Uh, they need Lamelo Ball back. Uh, I'm sorry, Lonzo Ball back. You have a distributor with people who can score. You space the floor out. The Bucks at four. Look, they lost last night to the Suns, but the Suns I think are head and shoulders above even everybody in the Western Conference. The Bucks now have Serge Ibaka coming. That's going to help them a lot to have a real center presence and put someone like Bobby Portis on a Kevin Durant just for defensive purposes in the playoffs could be, make a very interesting uh, matchup. The 76ers at 5. I'm buying them to stay right here in the 5-6 range. Now with James Harden, I don't see them making this big run towards the top of the East. I, if you ask me, I think James Harden, who's such a ISO ball guy, dribble, 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 and Joel Embiid is a dribble dribble drive so there's gonna be some conflicts that they're gonna have to work out i think it's gonna take a little more time so i'll buy the sixers at five but i'm not necessarily believing that they could really excel going past that five spot the raptors have won eight in a row they're only the only team hotter than the celtics are the raptors they're nine out of the last ten they've won i do wonder when the love affair ends they made no major moves I think the Celtics who are at 7 will will bypass them. So I don't buy the Raptors at 6, but I do buy the Celtics being there at 6. They've won 6 in a row, um, 8 of their last 10. Uh, they've gotten rid of some of the dead weight on the squad, which was not producing anything for them. I like the Celtics and the Raptors to flip-flop. The Nets at 8 enjoy it because even with Ben Simmons, I don't think they'll be able to turn things quite around as fast as they as they would like. And what this is really going to do is put a major spotlight on Kyrie Irvin. Ironically, as places are starting to loosen up their restrictions, it's almost kind of like, hey, man, you're so close to gold. What do you think? I mean, last night after the game, he said, I wish there was something I could do to remedy this. It's just kind of like, okay, bro, you can't go down that street, but you've already gone down this one. Uh, the Hornets, they continue to fall. They're three out of their last ten. They've won. They've won one in a row, but I don't see the Hornets making any moves forward. Same thing with the Hawks, Wizards, Knicks, Pacers, Magic, and the Pacers. Uh, I'm sorry, and the Pistons. They're all done. So, I just wanted to cover the Eastern Conference of uh, NBA Crypto here because I do see the Celtics legitimately being a 6 and a 6 versus 3 matchup against the Bulls. I, I, This is a team that already beat the Bulls already. All right, it's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Next... Prop bets that can get you over $10 million each, one of them over $80 million. It's Super Bowl weekend, Gambler's Paradise, and that's next on WEEI. Yeah! WEEI, Late Night, KJ Live on 93.7 in Boston and across New England. Oh, this is one of the greatest class songs of all. When the law break in. How you going to come? With your trigger, you can, okay. Yeah, turn that up, Matt. How
4: are
1: you know about that? Let me call it out. All right, you can turn it down. When the law comes, friend. Oh, god, oh, gives me chills just hearing that. So ahead of their time, the clash. 617 779 The text line is 37937. All right, Matt, what do we have on the text line?
3: Uh, well, so as you said earlier about Enos Cantor, we were talking a little bit about uh, how he did his appearances on CNN, may have only really been in the league for more publicity at this time mm-hmm. in his career. You really hit a hot button. Uh, you hit a button button for some of these people that you literally called out specifically, the ones on Twitter that don't really follow this story necessarily but they just side with one or the other and yeah. side with Cantor, and then don't look into what they're really talking about they're the we guy had, at the game right yeah, yeah we apparently. had two or three people texting back to back to back to back just calling you out saying is china paying you and using a little bit of profanity in there uh you probably don't really care what's happening in china but you're the first one to call out problems in this
1: country now wait in fairness America was very, very good to me on my prom night. Continue.
3: <laughs> and then one of them, <laughs> I don't even Liberty get.
1: Liberty was amazing.
3: I don't even get this one. CNN have canter on. Ha ha! You b words expletive are so brainwashed.
1: Yeah, so I really hope you don't lift the the tag in the back of your shirt and read it because it <laughs> might give you some bad news. <laughs> what do you have, Betsy Ross sewing your shirts? <laughs> Clowns. You were scared, huh? Don't be
3: scared.
4: Don't be scared. Scared money don't
0: make none. The best role I ever had. money don't make none. I like
4: this one.
0: The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. Scared money don't make none.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to tap myself on the back about that. <laughs> you it so much you got Betsy Ross picking your shirts. I'm <laughs> tired. I'm tired. Just buy a cross color shirt. Buy some Carl Kanaya, some FUBU. Sorry. <clears throat> so this is the biggest weekend for Vegas, Atlantic City, all the clearing houses, they're taking bets. there. I think Matt, when I look, I I, I use Bet MGM because Bet MGM is who we kind of have a deal with throughout the company. There are like four hundred different types of bets you can make just on this game. Oof. Like That would be the equivalent of probably six or seven games in the regular season. So, with 400 bets around one game, I put it into three areas. One is the player prop appetizer. So, if you got like 10 bucks and you want to throw some money down, maybe put a couple together and see your money grow, got some for you. Joe Burrow, two or more interceptions. That comes in at plus three plus 320. Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford have between 40 and 44 attempts, plus 350. Joe Burrow's first pass is incomplete or an interception, plus 200. Take Odell Beckham Jr. to have over 100 yards receiving. Now, in the last game, he had 113, uh, plus 300. Joe Burrow to run for 25 yards or more. Now, keep in mind, after giving up nine sacks against the Titans, and this defense is gonna be probably as scary as the Titans. They might say, Joe, just run a few times. So if Joe Bower runs for 25 or more rushing, that's plus 260. Samaj Perrine, anytime touchdown, plus 750. That's a that's a that's a that's a little that might weigh your beak right
3: there. Those are the Thank best you. ones. The the backup running back, the second string guy, gets the goal well, line touch. Well, when you mentioned backup, Tyler Higbee just announced it today that he will be out of the game. So Kendall Blanton
1: steps up in his stead. Kendall Blanton first, t- first touchdown, plus 1600 So if you're thinking about putting $5 down, $10 down, there's a couple of appetizers I can say. Like the Kendall Blanton first touchdown at plus $1,600 is kind of like The entire platter of appetizers. That makes sense.
3: It's also the most fun bet. First touchdown, that's the only, only, only bet that I've ever hit that has paid out more than 150 bucks was Sony Michelle in the Super Bowl against the Rams.
1: Right. And so it's one of those situations where in a Super Bowl, a tight end could become the star early on just to ease the nerve. So I like tight ends in these first touchdown bets, especially in the Super Bowl. All right. The other main, the two main attractions here. This is a Rams five parlay. This is all positive Rams. Check it out. Rams score over 30 and a half points. That's plus 170. Rams win by seven to 12 points, plus 350. Kendall Blanton, who I mentioned, anytime first half touchdown, plus 500. Odell Beckham Jr. to have touchdowns in both halves, plus 1600. And then check this one the exact score of the game. Rams 31, Bengals 21, plus (laughs) 20,000. A $100 bet on that five leg parlay would pay you $24,909,830. Good God. You sure you don't have 100 bucks later? I mean, you can slap everybody in the face, Matt, if you hit that.
3: Yeah, of course. But my my MO with those kinds of things are put a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, whatever on those and you have seven or eight fun parlays that if they hit you're rich, but if you lose, eh. It Bro, is what this, it is. Especially is, if you don't have a rooting interest in either team. But if this game
1: ends up thirty one twenty one and you'd only put a dollar down, okay, you you get twenty thousand. But you could also be buying a house anywhere in Weston. You buy a house in Weston and Wesley. In fact, you could buy a house in every rich town, because all the rich towns in Massachusetts start with W.
3: Yeah, well, if I had (laughs) bought Bitcoin six years ago, I'd be neighbors with Tom Brady, and every city owns a house. Yeah, But you
1: you also might have one of those foreign actors after you right now, too, (laughs) making Betsy Ross shirts. (laughs) Okay, here's the Bengals parlay. Five leg. Now, remember, they're the underdogs. So if the Bengals win, plus 165. If the Bengals win the game in overtime, plus 1,600. T. Higgins to get a touchdown in both halves, plus 2,000. The Rams lead at halftime, but the game at the end of regulation is a tie, plus 2,800. And if the exact score is Bengals 34, Rams 31, that's plus 8,000. Matt, hold on to your jockstrap for this one. A $100 bet. And that five-leg parlay would yield, oh, my God, $222,277,045.
3: Now, would you ever even see that money? Uh, You wouldn't see me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, what happened to KJ? He must have said something. Yeah, he said something all right. Like, oh, my God, the game went to overtime and the Bengals won 34-31. Bro, I would be in some island. Making shirts.
3: (laughs) What happens if you and all the people that listen to this put money on that parlay and then BetMGM owes you and your friends $40 billion?
1: Well, that's good. (laughs)
3: It's good for you. (laughs) They would hire me. (laughs) Second half of late night with KJ here on WEEI Next. We talk
1: more Super Bowl, plus the Patriots. Great news for the Hall of Fame. One of our heroes is in there. Plus, I have a bit of a take on what Mac Jones and all this blah is about with him moving forward.